0: Now, The Interpreter Show, with discussion, debate, and the latest information on all
1: kinds of religious issues and topics.
0: Next subject is we're going to talk about a chapter out of the... Uh, <clears throat> Seminary manual answer my, answering my gospel questions. This is Religion Two Hundred and Eighty, and there's a uh, chapter on protecting ourselves against pornography. Now, <sighs> pornography I, on one level, it's it, this is as old as humanity. Uh, the uh, our good friend You you asked. Our good friend Stephen Smoot about his collection of uh, Egyptian icons, <laughs> <laughs> ancient Egyptian icons. Uh, the, uh, which does not imply Stephen does anything Photography pornography, it's just it's old. It's already old. But, and this is something Chris and I can attest to, it is staggering the volume and the ease of access there is to pornography. Over the last 25 years, largely because of the advent of the World Wide Web, uh, it used to be that you know you had to go to CD theaters or go to specialty bookstores or things they would you know get stuff mailed to you in the proverbial brown paper you know plain paper brown paper wrapping and so on. Uh, and now. The big challenge is keeping it off your mobile devices, keeping it out of your searches. There are, uh, uh, you know, settings on browsers that I'm grateful for because sometimes you can type in innocuous phrases and have pages come up and say, "Whoa, I did not know about that," uh, <laughs> and
1: didn't want to, and
0: didn't want to, and it's it's. The damage is massive. This is something Chris can talk at length, so I'm going to talk just a little bit and then turn it over to her because it's something she, she is an expert on the issues regarding. But just one simple story. I have a grandson uh, currently serving on a mission, uh, doing a great job there. As a teenager in high school, he had friends – and this is, this, we're talking Pleasant Grove, Utah. We're not talking, you know, some <laughs> somewhere outside of Zion. This is right in, Pleas- right in the heart of Zion here. He had fellow students who delighted in bringing up pornography on their, their personal phones and putting it in his face because he, he would not watch it while they enjoyed watching it. Uh, I am grateful that we finished raising our kids. About 20 years ago, because I and I feel great sympathy for anyone trying to raise kids, uh, elementary and teenage age, in today's environment, because of how pervasive it is, how easy it is to get to, and frankly, how many of our youth are getting sucked into it at a very young age. Uh, And with that, I'm gonna kick stuff over to Chris.
1: Yeah, I, I, um, I've i been working for many years in anti-human trafficking, the exploitation of women and children and men into um, sexual servitude. And I'm going to start by just giving a little analogy here. If someone opens a kumquat shop and that's all they sell, they're probably going to be open for about a day because there's no interest in... You know there's not enough interest to sustain and to make a profit there the human trafficking industry has exploded because of pornography pornography creates a desire for the most repugnant kinds of things than you can possibly that you could possibly imagine it's a love killer it's a sexual arousal killer forty five percent of um, individuals young people today with problems with erectile dysfunction. Erectile dysfunction is because of their pornography use. It creates fantasies that they can never wholly recreate, and it leaves them in, uh, impotent. Uh, and it, it's, um, it's 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 a nightmare for individuals that get addicted. I, I I'm very fond of an organization called NCOSE. N C O S E is the acronym. It's the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. Um, they are. They have been for years working very hard to dismantle Pornhub, and they are in the process of doing that now. Extraordinary what they have been able to achieve, both legally and socially, as they brought to bear, you know, to light to bear, brought to light the kind of horrors that are occurring in this industry. Pornography is one of the worst possible drugs that you can possibly imagine. It creates, it warps your brain. It creates addictions. And the problem, the problem is when somebody desires a drug, uh, they've got to go out generally and buy heroin, and then they've got to shoot it into their veins. Once you get addicted to pornography, those images are forever in your brain. And so the problem at that point is trying to keep them out because they're always so easily recalled. Uh, You certainly can be watching pornography occasionally, doing this and that, and that's not a pornography addiction, but we certainly do see how quickly and perniciously pornography takes over and destroys people's lives. Nothing Nothing good ever has nor ever will come from pornography. If you want to talk about the sexual abuse of children, the sexual abuse of spouses, the violence, the, much of the violence that we see in society today, it's in consequence of the rise of pornography in our society. It desensitizes individuals to other human beings. And other human beings simply become tools, they become toys, they become whatever they might be for people to use and to abuse. There's no other way you can explain why someone would take advantage of a small child um, and (coughs) abuse them sexually, and yet individuals do, and it's because of the rise in uh, pornography. I'll do this as obliquely as possible, but I know an individual who is in jail right now, um, shocked. Everyone was shocked to learn but he had sexually abused children for many years over probably, they say, the ale- they allege two decades. I'm going to start with that. And um, when he was arrested, he admitted that he had abused children as young as two. Um, and he said, I've always had trouble controlling my sexual fantasies. That's what he admitted to the police. And I thought to myself, you've had trouble controlling your sexual fantasies because you have involved yourself in pornography. And once you do that, those images are going to be there and they can be pernicious and evil. Can you do something about them? You bet you can. I sat in on several classes, the church's program for recovery, addiction recovery, and pornography is one of those programs. Many individuals have had problems with pornography, and they've been able to work their way out of them because of the grace and mercy and love of the Savior Jesus Christ. They've partnered with the Savior Jesus Christ to overcome their addictions, and they've been able to do that. So hope is not lost. Many people go in and they'll fail time and time and time again. Never give up. The Savior will never give up on you, never give up on yourself. I would if I could encourage anyone, everyone out there, not you don't have to be a member of the church. Those classes are so empowering and so enlightening and they are filled with love for the individuals that are there and for the families of those that struggle with pornography addiction, the support and the resources that are available are wonderful. I, 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 one of the good things that, I've, that I remember, one of uh, Don Hawkins is with Nicosi, and she said that every week with her husband and now with her children as they've gotten older, they ask each other the question, when did you last see pornography? Not did you see pornography, but in the world that we live in today, just as Bruce mentioned, you know, your grandkids, your kids. And at younger and younger ages, they're going to be exposed to these things. And so what we need to do is we need to be able to Let these things be out in the open. We need to talk about them. We need to explore these problems with our kids. We don't want them hiding these things, and then the problem deepens and worsens. And so we need to ask our kids, ask our kids, when was the last time you saw pornography? What's your involvement with pornography been? How can we help you? You know, do you like what this is doing to you? Uh, Do you like the effect that it's having on you? Um, Get them help if they need help. Get them into counseling if they need counseling. Do the same thing for yourself if you need that uh, don 't suppose for a minute that there 's any benefits uh, you know I hear the lie, and it is a gross lie that it, um, that in the marital relationship that it can be you know it can add some um, i, I don 't know what you would say some spice. spice to your yeah to your sexual relationship in the long run again it 's going to destroy that relationship uh, inevitably. Uh, a lot of people that get into pornography, the, they're going to gravitate. And here's the terrifying thing about pornography today. More than over one-third of the hits on pornography now are child pornography. Child pornography, this is where people are going. They're watching child pornography. Does it surprise us at all that the next big horizon for Evil individuals is the normalization. They are trying to normalize pedophilia. Believe me, this is for the next move, is to try to normalize pedophilia. And we're seeing it all around us today. And these are the kinds of circumstances that our kids are going to grow up in. We need to help them. We need to make sure that this is something that we're constantly discussing with them, with our loved ones, with our family members, and that we make sure that they know what our stand is on this, but that we love them and that help is available to them and that they can make changes as necessary and they can remove themselves from that hideous place that they do not want to be.
0: The, uh, and I'd, I'd, I'd like to briefly address Chris's point about the the myth that somehow pornography is going to spice up a marital relationship uh <clears throat> uh someone i'm very close to uh in her first marriage her husband was addicted to pornography uh and this was this was decades ago we're we're talking 30 40 almost 50 years ago uh so this is back where it wasn't easy to get but he got it nevertheless uh, and he was, he was pretty frank about his use of it, and <clears throat> the impact was very destructive because uh, his use of pornography exposed him to a lot of uh, fantasies and female body types and so on that did not match this woman. And she was made to feel very unattractive and very inferior and very unsatisfactory because of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the net effect uh, <clears throat> after their, their, I don't know, it was 14, 15 years of marriage, was that he decided he just didn't want to be married anymore, uh, divorced her, remarried, divorced, remarried, divorced, divorced. Uh, and in that that third marriage the cause of the divorce was that his wife discovered that he had planted a camera in the bathroom where his teenage daughter teenage stepdaughter mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. would
0: mm-hmm. bathe and shower uh he ended up uh because this came to light he ended up losing his job of 25 years uh was divorced remarried again uh and was was <clears throat> and then he passed away sometime after that but this this was this was utterly destructive uh it was destructive to his wives it was it was appalling that he did this to a stepdaughter uh and yet there is there is as chris said this myth of oh well, you know it doesn't really harm anyone and i i it's it's pretty staggering to me uh, given exactly what has happened and again how things have changed Mm -hmm. within the course of our lifetime speaking of me and Chris Mm -hmm. uh, and how normalized it has become and how destructive it is
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, we see some terrifying trends in society the first thing you have to understand about pornography is that Pornography is pornography. People will say soft porn, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll start with soft porn, whatever that might be, some image or something. But the problem is, is that the more you view pornography, the less and less it satiates. And so you go deeper and deeper into what is clearly deviant, uh, deviant behavior and practices in the um, videos or in the pictures that people and individuals watch. Um, People that get deep, deep into pornography, oftentimes then there is the desire to act out. And they do, and they can do it in, again, in very repugnant and pernicious ways where they are abusing other individuals, rape, uh, sexual molestation, and sexual assault on other individuals. It never ends well. Certainly it destroys lives. It destroys the lives of the victims and especially the innocent children. You know, there's a famous picture by... um, Block, Carl Block. And it's done in kind of an arc shape, and it's Jesus Christ with a little child there and his hand, tenderly protecting that child. And in the world that we live in, pornography is the great devastation in child's lives in many respects these days. Broken homes certainly do add to that. But pornography and the abuse of children. And You know, Jesus Christ has made it very clear how he feels about that. It's better off that you had uh, something tied around you, anchor, a chain, a millstone, yeah, yeah, uh, tied around you and thrown into the depths of the ocean that you would harm one of these little children. So the Lord is very concerned and worried and hopes that we will avoid this at all costs and that we will take advantage of opportunities to be rescued from these addictions that trouble so many people and that have created such sadness and sorrow in the world. The other thing that is terrifying, as I mentioned, is that um, the normalization of pedophilia and the way that that affects people's thinking. And there literally are, you. if you talk to pedophiles, most of them will tell you, the child loves me. It's a loving relationship. Their minds have been so warped that they have drawn that conclusion. Um, Pornography, in many respects, too, is presented as a rite, rite of passage, This is a rite of passage for boys into adulthood. This is what men do. It's, in many respects, the overt or the subliminal message in the world today is, oh, men, men watch pornography, and so if I'm a 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old, this is what it is to become a man, is to start watching pornography. And it is acceptable in so many facets of our society today and promoted in so many facets of our society today. And so we need to be ever vigilant with regards to these things things to watch, see what's happening in the world and that we avoid these things at all costs. It's simply turn away. And believe me, turning away doesn't mean just turning off the computer because you're going to hit a key to delete and boom, it's going to take you to another image. And you're going to try to turn off your computer and it's going to take you to another site. These people are very sophisticated. They're very good at what they do. They know exactly what they are doing. And they know that there is an enormous amount of money to be made on the bodies of innocent women and children and in individuals in this world, and they are callous and indifferent to that as long as it's filling their coffers with gold, and it's repugnant to God, and it should be repugnant to every one of us.
0: I, uh, <clears throat> I'm reminded, since Chris already quoted from D&C 1, uh, I'm reminded of, of the Lord saying that uh, they've Meaning, people have strayed from mine ordinances and have broken mine everlasting covenant. They seek not the Lord to establish his righteousness. But every man walketh in his own way and after the image of his own God, whose image is in the likeness of the world and whose substance is that of an idol which waxeth old and shall perish in Babylon, even the Babylon the great which shall fall. Wherefore, I the Lord, knowing the calamity which should come upon the inhabitants of the earth, called upon my servant Joseph Smith, Jr., and spake unto him from heaven and gave him commandments. Uh, That keeps coming back to me. We are facing calamity. We are facing social calamity. Uh, and, And it's, again, sin has been around as long as people have been around. And the various forms of sin have been around for people, even, you know, uh, pederasty, but child of child sexual abuses is is nothing new or unique to our present time. What is new and unique is the scale and pervasiveness that there is this breaking down of uh, standards that at least were given significant heed, uh, or at the very least, lip service and a real effort to basically say no there is no right or wrong uh you know do as thou wilt that is the whole law and and it's <clears throat> i find myself wondering am i sounding like an old curmudgeon but on the other hand much like chris i have read <clears throat> i have read long and deep in history and uh the patterns are there and we are facing mm-hmm. Some real social and moral crises, and the question is, and again, this, this this gets back to some things Chris has said. The the natural impulse to reject, societal impulse to reject or condemn, is going away, mm-hmm. and people are starting to oh, all like, well, either I don't care, or well, yeah, maybe they have a point. Maybe we should do this. Maybe mm-hmm. we should be more accommodating, Uh and it. Uh, It worries me profoundly. Chris?
1: Well, and the Brethren have talked about, you know, in many respects, our world is akin to Sodom and Gomorrah. And if you pay close attention to the Old Testament and and recantation of events that took place in Sodom and Gomorrah, um, you know, the desire to take people out and to violate them. Um, we certainly do see this. We see this. Rape is one of the, uh, and uh, uh, an assault, sexual assault on fellow human beings, is one of the most effective, unfortunately, weapons of warfare now. And people use it regularly. They'll assault people, women, particularly with the men watching. It it strips men of their, you know, manhood in the sense that, you know, a man's duty is to protect and to provide. And here they are defenseless in the face of these kinds of assaults on individuals. Pornography fuels all these these kinds of aberrant, grotesque behaviors, Um, the pornography industry itself makes more money. Now, I don't know if it's just the NFL and all the teams in the NFL combined, or all the sports, uh, you know, um, um, professional sports that are out there today, but they make more money each year than all of those combined. And as I've said, you know, these people are very sophisticated at what they do, and we need to get it out there. We need to get it in front of our friends, our family, our loved ones. We need to talk about it. We need to bring it out in the open so that people feel like they can go and that they can get help for these kinds of things. And we need to make it known to individuals that there are resources and that help is available. And we need to teach our kids, you know, We need to teach our kids how critically important it is that life's about making good choices. And one of the best choices that we can make is to to protect ourselves spiritually and to protect the purity of our lives by avoiding pornography. And they're going to be exposed to it. They're going to see it. People are going to show it to them. It's going to be salacious in nature, and yet it does stimulate, and it does draw attention, and it does appeal in many respects to individuals, you know, the natural man. And we have to understand all of those things, and then we have to work very hard to love and to check and to monitor and to watch and, you know, to make sure. The other thing, too, I will say this about my, um, the individual I know uh, in jail is that um, after some incidents we understand the principle that, that repentance is real and we understand that forgiveness is real in the gospel of Jesus Christ. But when people do things that are so pernicious and evil towards other individuals it doesn't mean that we have to immediately start trusting those people again. We don't. In some respects, they have to earn their trust. You'll remember, you know, we talk a lot about Joseph Smith's letter to... um, Who wrote... Oh, gosh, who gave his uh, sermon um, and was excommunicated for a while and then came back to the church? Blank. Um, But Joseph Smith, when he applied to come back to the church, Joseph Smith said, basically, You know, I can sense your intent is sincere, and so I open my arms to you and welcome you back. He might not have said that about Bennett, you know, and others who might have pretended an interest in coming back, but were still malevolent in intention towards the Prophet Joseph Smith. And so we need to, when people have these kinds of problems, we certainly do, people have agency, but we too need to be aware and we need to be careful and we need to protective, be careful and protective of our loved ones and those around us in these matters as well. Uh. And I will say, too, I've seen many, many people, and I know many wonderful people, wonderful people, that have these problems and they have resolved them and they are leading wonderful, virtuous lives today. And it's just heartwarming for me to know them and to love them and to appreciate the struggle that they went through and yet the joy and peace that they find in their lives today because they have now taken a better course and are making better decisions.
0: And on the flip side, I'm thinking of a, a situation which...
1: W.W. W. Phelps.
0: There you go. Which I learned of, of, de- learned of in detail... Uh, and i won't I won't disclose many things but this was <clears throat> this was a young married man who had uh gotten into pornography the member of the church got into pornography as a young man uh, as a teenager uh had acted out a number of things uh had lied his way onto a mission uh served a mission you know went to, went through the temple served a mission came back uh Immediately became involved again, uh, light his way into a temple recommend for a temple marriage. Uh, and while, while married, I don't know if I don't recall if he and his young wife had had a child or not, but basically, uh, started, you know, because of <clears throat> webcams and live stuff and so on, started, uh, becoming involved with, uh, some of the camera girls and, uh, uh, in, in essence, ended up losing everything. Was divorced. Mm-hmm. Was excommunicated from the church. It all came out, and and uh, <clears throat> the uh, presiding authorities talked to his wife and and said, you know, he seems to be wanting to you know do this and make this amend and so on. And she looked at them and said, don't believe him. He said he is an exceptionally good liar he has lied to me about virtually every single thing of importance in our entire relationship uh you know has ex- ex- potentially exposed me to sexually transmitted diseases uh and has has broken my heart in more ways than I can even start to describe uh <clears throat> i just the idea of harmless porn is a myth it's it's harmful itself mm-hmm. uh does it mean if you, you know, if you see a pornographic picture, you're going to be corrupted for life? No. And that, that's Chris's point that she's been making. It is, however, addictive. And I have seen marriages ruined by it. I have seen lives ruined by it. Uh, I have seen careers ruined by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, the, cl- the clue is just don't start. Uh, don't get involved. Avoid it like the plague. And particularly for all of you, if parents of young children, you're just going to have to be extra, extra careful because wherever your kids are, wherever they're, where you're living, they have kids at school who are exposing this to them. Mm-hmm. They have kids, even if you don't give your kids phones, they have friends who have phones, and they have friends who are looking up pornography Images, videos, everything else, uh, and passing it around and showing it. Uh, and its uh, you have to figure out how to deal with this and how to protect your children.
1: Uh, two great uh, morality tales in the Bible regarding pornography, in my mind. The first one, of course, is King David. I mean, there's David, and he is on the roof. And he looks down, and there's Bathsheba, and she is bathing and what does he do? He doesn't turn away, does he? He does not turn away. He watches. He becomes consumed. This is a man who has wives and concubines. He has all the wealth the money could buy. I mean, the great King David, he's still revered today because this was the height of Jewish political and religious life many individuals believe. And that, of course, mutates into trying to cover up his sins to the you know, point where he's going to have a human life taken. And then the sorrow and sadness we see in his life and in the lives of others around him because of those choices. And then we have the story of Joseph and Potiphar's wife. And my favorite line in that whole story is that he fled. He doesn't stay to reason. He doesn't stay to kind of peek a little or to watch or to try to talk her down or to, you know, say, well, let's sit down and work it out or kind of maybe... um, um okay all right I'm glad you like me and you know and you know maybe we can just be fr- no he fled and he's a strong, healthy man, and I'm sure when we mean fled, fled because she ends up with a part of his garment in her hands, doesn't she? She rips it off him literally when he runs away. That's a good example for us. We have King David, and we have all the tragedy and horrors, and his life played out. I mean, talk about a glorious beginning. You, you, I can't imagine that there were many more beloved individuals than King David. And then his life takes this turn because he does not look away when pornography is basically put before him. But then you have Joseph who does turn away, who does flee, and who you know, keeps himself as far away when you're driving that car by the edge. How close can you get to the edge of the cliff? You keep it as clinging and as close to the mountainside as you possibly can and stay away and avoid these things at all costs.
0: And that's the end of the first hour of the Interpreter Radio Show. We'll be back with you after the break.